Welcome one and all to another edition of the Ramp Check Podcast. I'm Tony Rumfalo. I'm Ryan Rumfalo. I'm Aaron Rumfalo. And damn, your voice sounds like shit. Yeah, I really don't <laughs> talk like this normally. So uh, Utah Jazz last night played the Oklahoma City Suckster. I mean Thunder. And um, uh, well, we beat them again. Took a 3-1 lead in the series. Uh, Ryan and I were both in the arena last night, and uh, I pretty much lost my voice. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty awesome. The uh, the whole environment, it was just so much. I mean, we were so high up, but it didn't matter. I thought Westbrook, Paul George, all those guys that played for the Thunder, I was for sure that they could hear me when I was yelling <laughs> things at them. You know, there were only like 20,000 people there, but... You know, just little subtleties like push off P and uh, Westbrook, you suck. Um, <laughs> you can tell we're a little Utah Jazz biased. Yeah. Just a little bit. My my favorite team is the Utah Jazz oh, or God. anybody else playing the Oklahoma City <laughs> I know. So, uh, but yes, this is ramp check. No, this isn't Utah Jazz sports basketball talk. Um, no, but uh, we had such a great time at the game and just thought I'd owe all two of our fans um, a little explanation as to why my voice is Hey, it's going it to grow. It's going to grow. We're getting there. So both of you, thank you for listening again. <laughs> I know. No doubt. No doubt. So, where were you last night, Aaron? <laughs> well, I was watching it in bed with my wife, and uh, okay, next subject. So, <laughs> uh, we were both very happy that they won, and uh, did you celebrate? Uh, let's just say I didn't need any popcorn for that one. Oh goodness. <laughs> so anyway, <clears throat> so um, just want to give a quick rundown again why we're here, uh, what Ramp Check is, since this is. What is our second podcast? Yeah, this I mean is we're two. Yeah, we're we're working on. <laughs> I was I was gonna say it was like our fifth, and we could say the second no. podcast was here, and then three and four the mystery podcast. <laughs> the problem with that is we've just identified the date and time by talking about the jazz game last night. Damn it! So, oh, man. Um, but anyway, so we're. We're the founders of Ramcheck Global, um, a new startup. Uh, we've invented some aviation products, uh, mainly safety wearable devices. Um, also, a mobile app that we're working on that will help you rampers kick ass out there without fucking it up. Um, <laughs> hey, we've all been there. We've all questioned. Do we put LOLED in that propeller plane? Oh, or do we put Well, I've fuel? never questioned that. But... Well, it's that first time you're on the ramp and you're like, oh, Thank- I... Thank okay. God that most of the nozzles are idiot-proof. Yes, thank well, you. Um, they weren't when I first started. I mean, well, we had a jet truck that still had the small spouts, oh but gosh. it did oh, change yeah. over time. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Well, I I can remember the very first time I saw, um, uh, I think it was a Cessna 210 that was converted to a turbine. Yep. yep. It oh, had a turbine engine in it. They had one out in Salt Lake. There and was an owner in Salt yeah, Lake. Yeah, that's Salt probably the same one I'm yep. talking uh-huh. about. But yep. the funny thing was, is that pilot, I don't even know how many times 
when he got out of the airplane, he's like, this takes jet fuel. This yeah. takes jet A. This takes jet A. Make sure you put jet A in this thing. Make yeah. sure it takes jet A. Pull the jet truck up. Like, because I'm sure everywhere he goes in that thing, he just freaks out because some numbnuts isn't going to be paying attention. Well, right. And the big red letters next to the, <laughs> know, uh, so. uh, to the intake. You know, they say Jet A on them. Actually, Jet A is white and black, brother. It's been a while since you've been on the ramp, <laughs> oh, it isn't is, it? Isn't it? You're yes. used to being behind the dispatch desk. <laughs> wow. No, I'm just, I'm just uh, seeing red because of the. Oh, I'm sporting yeah. the red yeah, Utah sure. Jazz shirt. Yeah, there you go. City colors. Very Sorry, nice. That is red. But red. Uh, speaking of, <laughs> speaking of wearable devices, yes. uh, we're going to be launching a uh, an apparel store here pretty soon, aren't we? That's right. We. We've been working on a bunch of cool designs um, for some hats and some shirts. Um, and and the B-Sob shirt's coming. Oh, the B-Sob shirt yep. and the B-Sob hat is yeah, coming. Yep. It's, it's pretty cool what we've uh, put together. So we'll be doing that. We'll be doing that through our uh, website and then um, also um, our Instagram. You know, we'll post some on there. Um, but... Uh, but yeah, so that's why we're doing the podcast. Just um, talk about aviation. We're all, you know aviation geeks here. Um, love talking about anything aviation. Um, however, our products will be available for you know a lot of different industries too, like law enforcement, construction. But you know we can get into that as we launch those other products. But mm-hmm. yeah, keep an eye out for those <clears throat> aviation themed uh, hats and. <laughs> and t-shirts yeah Yeah, they're gonna be some pretty cool stuff our goal is to help all you ramp workers and line workers out there um with comfortable stuff but not only comfortable things to wear and some innovative products but also just have some fun with it um so it's gonna be some cool stuff some funny stuff uh our goal eventually is just you know to become one of the the best outfitters out there for you guys out there working the ramp and we have some really cool things yeah definitely coming out and you'll be able to go to our website uh ramp check well actually it's not a ramp check i just was (laughs) stuttering because i'm still new to this shit but (laughs) it's www.rampcheckglobal.com and then our instagram is at rampcheckglobal so follow us uh check out our website we'll be launching that stuff shortly um and uh, we're excited so in our in our first uh episode of the podcast we did a rundown of all of our experience Mm -hmm. um working on the ramp and some things so i thought maybe this week it'd be a good idea let's um because one of our goals is to raise awareness out there on the ramp not just for your Mm -hmm. safety but you know like ryan mentioned last week that uh you know, you're making eight bucks an hour and you're towing around a $50 million airplane. <laughs> yeah. So um, I was thinking of maybe some experience that, that each of us could share really quick, just about um, maybe a safety issue that arose on the ramp or an experience that you had yeah, sure. um, to kind of raise awareness. Because you know what? the Although the pilots at some point, you know, you look at them and they walk out of this beautiful airplane, they just brought it in, you know... Uh, a lot of them have a god complex. Yeah. Uh, a lot of these captains and flight crews. Well, not not a lot of them. Some of them, I should say. Yeah. Um, some but of them. and and not even a god complex themselves. But you're this lowly ramper, and this god walks out of the airport. I know. Just well, know. it is pretty badass what they're doing. I mean, it, oh yeah. Don't we all want to be you know in the right. flight deck? I mean, but, but the the point that I'm making here is that when they tell you to do something, they're not always right. 
And yeah. sometimes you need to kind of stick up for yourself. So this this reminds me true, of true. an experience that I had when I worked for Majestic, mm -hmm. uh, Majestic Air Service back in the early 90s uh, at uh, Salt Lake International Airport. Um, so in addition to the mail contracts that they had, um, and that's, that's, their... that's M-A-I-L, right? Not M-A-L-E. That's correct. They were... Um, <laughs> it's not an escort service they, out, of, out of Vegas. They didn't necessarily uh, gender identify. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> well, these days you got to keep that shit straight, man. Everybody's confused on what's going like, on. Wait, what? You have... Oh, never mind. Sorry. <laughs> it's a mail plane, you know? Did you see the little balls? <laughs> that's right. Sorry, little is three that, amigos coming out in me. <laughs> can I have your watch when you are dead? Is that, is that the airplane that's got the boom on that's, it? I wonder who's operating that boom. That's right. Um, no, but uh, the U.S. Postal sure. Service, they okay. had a contract. Gotcha. They, they gotcha. carried the mail up to Montana in their DC-3s and their uh, Beach 19s. But in addition to that, they rented out space to SkyWest Airlines, so their hangar was the SkyWest Airlines maintenance facility. Mm, they had and, a couple of different And, and back then, SkyWest had Metroliners and Brasilias. Well, at that point, when I was there, okay. all they had were the Metroliners. Oh, oh wow. That's that's awesome. Awesome. And, okay. Yeah, oh, and then they were getting so ready to tiny. announce the brand new Brasilias. The Death Trap GPU plug location. That's what I think about. Oh, think yeah, because it's right on the... Because it's, oh. it's right by the engine. Yeah, and they didn't even until years later start implementing that they would only start the other engine right. and then unplug. I, when I first started, actually unplugged the GPU when both engines were running. Oh, my God. I, you know, I, I do remember that. And, and the very first aircraft I ever de-iced was a Brasilia, as a matter of fact. Yeah. And so I, I had to do all that, too. So on the Metroliner, yeah. you could not start or stop the engine unless the apu is connected if you started the wrong engine i mean the oh. gpu i'm sorry the oh, gpu yeah. excuse right. me yeah. Sure. Uh, yeah sorry <laughs> um and that brings up a really funny story that that i'm going to tell a little bit later because i don't want to <laughs> I, I don't want to get off track on yeah, what we did although it does kind of fit in the safety of things yeah but um so one day um i was told that <laughs> i needed to tow one of the metro liners out to the flight line so the flight crew could pick it up and take it over to the um to the west side of the airport where they do all of the you know the, all the airline uh you know passenger operations and uh um and i i think it was one of the mechanics at the time that told me this and he's like yeah we need that out there right now because apparently the flight was already late mm -hmm. was on a maintenance yeah. delay line guy's best friend are the mechanics besides the pilots anyway Sar <laughs> yeah. sarcasm right. by the way exactly Sorry, brother. Continue. so no so um you know how long the nose is of the metro liner oh, and yeah. the nose gear is quite a ways back well you have to have a special tow bar you can't just take the little wussy scissor bars off of the tug yeah. and put them on there yeah and so i do remember so i told the mechanic all right i need to go get the other tow bar so i can do it no no you need to do it now and i'm like no dude this tow bar will not work there there's a mirror up on the front yeah. of the tug remember right. that that oh, you yeah. can angle I so remember. you can so you can right exactly yeah. Yeah. So I told him, no, I'm not going to do the Fine, I'm going to get you. Run, run. So then he finally, <laughs> he finally <laughs> talked me into it because I got intimidated. I right. thought that I was going to lose my job. Right. Yeah. So I hooked up the scissor bars and I started towing and I started moving it. I look away and I hear this. Oh, 
I know where this is going. Oh, so yeah. I put the mirror, um, the the housing for the mirror, put it right through the ray dome of the Metro line. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah no. I stopped it right then and there. And I said, you wait right here, you mother... I mean, I was pissed. I was so... You mother what? Yeah. You mother butt wipe. Um, anyway, uh, I ran up and I immediately got my boss and oh, told yeah. him what happened and explained yeah. it. And I had a witness. I had another line guy there. Right. Um, and uh, that dude got fired. Good. He no, did. Well, it's it good. was his and, you know, responsibility. So many procedures have changed over the years, like with things like that. Um, the towing has become so sophisticated now. And, you know, but I remember when I first started too, just hearing stories like that, line guys being pressured into things. And it really changed the way the industry did a lot at FBOs as far as yeah. towing goes. There's mm -hmm. so many more procedures. Oh, yeah. So many things now in place. It's almost like. Towing is such a sophisticated process. Now, like, what, before, my last few years when I worked, when I worked for Atlantic, I mean, the process is literally, you <clears throat> approach the plane, you do a brake check. When you get within closer, you do another brake check. Then your walking distance, you were required to have a spotter to pull you up to the plane. Yep. You were required mm -hmm. to hook up, chalk, get off, chalk the tug, hook up the tow bar, oh, yeah. walk around the plane. After you've walked around the plane, you double check your hookup. Then you go unchalk the airplane. Then before you get on the tug, you unchalk the tug. And then you get on this, and it literally got to be a point where I just couldn't stand towing anymore. Well, yeah. I wish we had a webcam because Ryan's getting pretty fired up. Oh, over dude. This. I know. If you had <laughs> any idea. Well, and, and if you think about why these procedures are put in place, it's because of stuff that happens, just like what Tony was saying. You get some self-righteous mechanic that thinks just because he went to mechanic school, which, hey, all power to you. That's awesome. But for God's sakes, like, you you repair engines and, and, and airframes. Like, for God's sakes, it's not like you're working on the space shuttle. Yeah. Okay? Right. So don't think that you're some scientific blah, blah, blah. Look, hey, we all have a level of, of cool at our jobs, whether it's towing, whether it's do, being a mechanic, whether it's a pilot. Well, Whether that, it's doing that photography, brings... where it's like we're all in it for the same reason because we wanted to be around airplanes. But that brings up a great point because okay, the mechanic went to school to get right. his um, to get his certifications, right? Um, so he could be a mechanic. He right. has his skill set. He has his responsibilities. Right. The pilots obviously have their responsibilities, their right. skill set. I mean, you don't see commercial airline pilots out there with their sleeves up working on yeah. the airplane. They're not towing. They're not they're fueling not towing. the airplane. The mechanics aren't towing or fueling. So then the line guys, they have their specialties. So yeah. it's all meant to kind yeah, of work together. Right. If, every, and, if everybody works together, then it's fine and, and it works great. And nobody's getting in trouble and nobody's getting fired nobody's fucking up ray domes of airplanes like it's it you hey. know everybody i know i know <laughs> hey that pesky f word but no i mean no, again, I, again again here's oh yeah because you're the one that did well you were kind of i, I can say it. after 16 years of towing aircraft i never damaged one airplane here, yeah. here, will you guys pat me on the back really quick? Yeah, you can pat my ass on the back too because I didn't, I didn't damage anything either. But, but I, Jesus. I, I, I you got pressured into it, brother. <laughs> That's funny. I that did was... have a mixed master fall on its tail when it had ice when I was towing it, and uh -huh. it fell and it 
land on tail, but after inspection, all that. Really? Damage. So all you rampers or line guys, you know what a mix master is, right? You're talking about the Cessna the, Sky, the master. Sky Master. Yeah. Which yeah. I'm surprised it doesn't have like this huge like empennage to gather all kinds of snow and stuff. That's weird. Well, that's it. It was the section between the two tails, uh-huh. and it oh, had just ga- it it rained there, and then it froze, and uh, then it snowed on yeah. it, and I should have <laughs> cleaned it off. Yeah, but I didn't. Well, and yeah. sometimes you can't get them all. Well, uh, <laughs> FAR Part uh, 139 does not apply to towing uh, when it comes to the clean wing pro- uh, concept. Con- so, yeah. <laughs> the, clean, <laughs> the clean wing thing. <laughs> so, so getting back to um, right, so, oh, and I wanted to bring up a point. So you were talking about towing the airplanes. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean. How time-consuming is it to stack or unstack a hangar when you have to go through all those steps? Oh, yeah. Oh, so yeah. so yeah. part of one of the, uh, and I don't know if I can talk about this yet, but uh, one of the things that we're going to have on our app mm-hmm. is a uh, an assist on how to stack a hangar. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. yeah. I mean, and, we, we can mention that and not go into too much detail. But, I mean, you can plan be. it out right yeah. there from the very beginning oh, and yeah. probably eliminate 30 or 45 minutes worth of guesswork. Yeah. Because you can plan it out right there on the app or on your computer and, uh, and go from there. You yeah. can, and we obviously know there's also some things that come up that you have no control over. My favorite thing was when we'd put a plane in the back corner of the hangar and have 12, 13 airplanes on top of it and they were going to be there for two weeks and then the pilots show up, oh, we'd like it outside so we can run the APU, please. Yeah. Oh, yeah, um, that's always fun. So, you know, we know that there's obviously going to be some things, but everything that we're designing and doing is going to help be, number one, more safe, and number two, more efficient. Yeah. Right. And that's what we're trying to and, achieve. And the one thing that I would like to see in the aviation industry, and especially ramp workers, is, um, you know, get rid of being lazy. Because yeah. a lot of, of what goes on on the job is, is unscheduled or mm-hmm. um, last second or, you know, you name it. And so it's like... It's your job to be out there. If you get a call on the radio or, you know, somebody calls to have their, just like what Ryan was saying. Yeah, it's a pain in the ass, but like, it's our job. It's your job. Like, well, I can't, I can't even remember how many times, um, I, you know, I was, I was ramp supervisor or whatever. And um, we got a call over the radio and it could have been anything, you know, fuel or. It's not my um, turn. Yeah. Oh my oh, God. Yeah. It's not my turn. I Sorry. did the last. Okay. It's like, it's like, get off your ass. It, you guys should be like fighting out the door on who's going to take care of this because right? it's your job. Yeah. Instead of, instead of having five of you sit in the line shack when the call comes in exactly. and everyone just kind of sit and stare at each other. Exactly. Back and, forth. and then you wonder why you get passed up for promotions. Right. You wonder why you only get paid $8 an hour. It's because you sit there and complain when there's part of the job that needs to be done that it's not your turn. Yeah. Like, shut up. There was literally a game oh. that was invented in the line shack <clears throat> when I worked the line, and it was called Pens. And you... And I, pens? I'm not lying about this. <laughs> Is this like tummy stand- sticks? <laughs> <laughs> I somehow knew it was going to go there. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why have, they locked the door we had the shack. door that went out to the line 
to the flight line, <laughs> the ramp. Don't bring a black light in there. <laughs> well, you wouldn't want to do that anyway. From the line guys coming in in the mornings, from out night, out late drinking and puking all over the floor in the line shack. There's another story. But why does this room look like a Jackson Pollock painting? <laughs> That's um, Star Lord. I was looking for that. So let me go back to Pence. Okay. Um, the door out to the flight line, then the door that was inside that you'd go to go out to the hall and the time clock. Yeah. You would stand against the door with your elbow and the back of your arm from your shoulder elbow, and you would throw the pen towards the door. Dude, are and you shitting I'm me? I'm not shitting you. And anyone that worked with me that hears this, I know you're reminiscing. And I know you guys still play it, because I'm still friends with some of you on Snapchat, and you post... You post competitions of pens. And you... Wow. Oh, so, wow. three guys, four guys throw the pen. The closest one to the frame and bottom of the door wins. The furthest away has to go do the fueling oh, or the towing. And you know what? Wow. When I was supervisor, if I saw them playing pens to do shit, I used to get <laughs> so mad. And I don't think a lot of line guys liked me in the beginning. Although I I will admit sometimes on slow days I would let them do whatever the hell they yeah, wanted. Yeah, I mean it, when it it's comes all to that because it's about rapport. But I love it when little brother gets fired up. This <laughs> oh, is awesome. But when we're busy, and a lot of guys didn't like me when I first started supervising because I'm like no pens. There will be no <laughs> pens on my shift. Pencils only. <laughs> you know, and it's just I don't know. But anyway, I didn't mean to take your thunder no. as your point, but. No, they, that's, that's literally how things go on. The I line. I can honestly say I've never worked with a crew that immature. That yes. is unbelievable. We're all, the guys are all in their late twenties and early thirties. We're so called quote unquote men, and yeah. we're playing a game with a pen to see who has to go <laughs> do their goddamn too. job. And a but lot of the, and these guys wonder why they're only making eight nine bucks an yeah. hour. Well, that's that, exactly that's, why. That, that's that's what I was saying before. It's it's like realize that. You know, I, I really think that's a problem with a, a lot of the generation that's working now is they don't want to work. They think everything should be handed to them. And, and it was, hey, it was my generation, too. It's not just millennials. I mean, it was my oh, generation, yes too. <laughs> well, millennials can be pretty bad. We don't even need to go into that. But, but not all of them are that way. And my point is... <laughs> When so, you have a job... Go just, out and fuel that plane and I'll give you a medal. <laughs> I know. We all get participation trophies. Go, go perform your job like you're supposed to and I'll give you a star on your forehead. Yeah, just, Sorry, go ahead. I mean, just think of how much better your life will be. And, and really, mentally, how much more accomplished you'll feel when there's a task that has to be completed and you just do it. Like... You're not going to have your supervisor on your ass about it. You're not going to have the FBO manager. You're not going to have the pilots. And then you're going to get a reputation that you're kick-ass and you're reliable. Right. And, and you like to do things. And you like to be proactive. And, and, and here's another thing, guys and, and ladies working the ramp. The only way you are going to learn how to do everything you need to do on the ramp is actually go do it. Right. Like, yes, you go through the training initially... But, you know, and, and this kind of segues actually into, into our uh, mobile app without going into too much detail, but you'll be able to have that with you as kind of an assistant when you're working the ramp. But the, if you don't know how to go do something, 
go do it. Right. Yeah. Grab somebody that knows how to do it. I was gonna say, or, yeah. Don't don't do it on your own. <laughs> yeah. yeah. First time. Yeah. yeah. On no, your no, first day, no. don't go but, do it. But here's the thing. I there were many times when nobody was available to go with me to do yep. something, but I would go there. I would go to the pilot and I would say, "Hey, I'm Aaron." I don't really know how to do this yep, specifically. Always ask. I've yep. been trained, but I've never done it myself. So can you assist me? Right. Or can you just give me the pointers on how to do it? And right. and I want to learn how to do this right. Um, yeah. Nobody well, was available. And, and if you're <laughs> the only... Do or do not. <laughs> there is no try. If, if you're the only person that's available and somebody says, you know... <laughs> Four five two Tango Whiskey needs a lab service. You don't just get on the radio and say, "Well, I don't know how to do it." Oh my gosh! So I know. find somebody that does yeah. know how to do it and go learn how. I've only or, done or, that or once. Or here's, okay, do it again. Here's the perfect reply to that. If you don't know how, you get on the radio and say, "Hey, this is Aaron or Line Two Five or however you guys work your radios." I've never done American the lab. I've never done the lab on this. But I'll grab the lav cart. Can somebody meet me there at the yeah, aircraft exactly. and, and help me do it so yep. that I know how to do it? Yeah. Like, that's the proactivity that I'm talking about. Be proactive. Like, like just go learn to do it and go learn to do things. Right. Don't be afraid. Like, like who cares? Get, get rid of the fear of looking like some dumbass that you don't know right. what you're doing. And... And just be honest with people. Hey, yeah. Mr. Pilot, blah, blah, blah. I don't really because, like... Yeah, because you know, I can guarantee you... If you don't know how to do something and you go and talk to the pilot, unless he is a total D-bag, he is going to appreciate yeah. that you asked him without just trying to do it. Right. Yeah, and exactly. try, you know what I mean? If you don't and, know and how, you will always get, ask. You will get the douchebag pilot every will, once in a while, yep. too. Maybe one out of every ten yep. times or whatever. But but then the way to handle that is is just be like, okay, well, then... I'm going to go find somebody right. mm -hmm. on my team or my crew that can assist me with that. And then if he's he's a dick, just ignore it because yeah. there's nothing you can do about well, it. Well, here's something to think about too. A lot of times when the douchebag pilot is being a douchebag to a to a to a ramper or a line guy is because he dealt with a douchebag line guy right. and then you have one bad yeah, experience that was so and then yeah. every line guy So it's not is, always the pilot's yeah, fault because yeah, exactly. he's been burned right. over and over. Yeah, and, exactly. So yeah, and I think and just something that came to mind when you were talking and he, Aaron's 100% right. Just get up and go do it. If you want to be experienced, get the experience, but obviously within the parameters of your training, um, which is what we want to help with. And, and you know... For those of you listening to that don't know us or, you know, we haven't really like explained everything that we've done in our experience. Listen, for me, part of what I want to let the audience know out there is we're not sitting here talking. Our chairs aren't 10 feet high and we did this perfect. And oh, yeah. we're, no, we're dude, not. I have learned from <clears throat> trial and error. Oh, yeah. And not only that, like. Well, I look at me. I put my tug through the nose of a fucking Metro liner. <laughs> well, and it's not even safety wise like the whole time i was working at the airport i had a marriage a divorce and when you get divorced you know there are times you're late for work things happen so there were times throughout my career yeah where i was a lazy ass i'll admit that 100 because sometimes you're working sometimes the crew doesn't get along sometimes the management is poor and obviously there's going to be times where things aren't good and we know that and we've experienced it, but here's the thing. 
Mm-hmm. We've all been through it. Mm-hmm. We've learned it. And now that we've learned it, we just want to share it with others so you can right. maybe not have to so, experience So that not way. have to make as many mistakes yeah, or not and have be to deal positive with, about it. you know, why you're being lazy. and or, or here's the thing. Don't complain about your schedule or pay if you're being lazy. If you are not contributing, then shut up. You don't have a place to say anything. You know? Exactly. And, and here's the thing too. If we all want the aviation industry to pay more, to retain talent, to run smoother, you have to do this. You yeah. have to get up and do your job. You have to want to learn. You have to do these things. Give them a reason to want to keep <clears throat> exactly. you. Exactly. To pay you more. Exactly. And for you guys that are listening and are like, well, I do work hard and I get, well, you know what? All I can tell you then is you're being poorly managed. I mean, there's yeah, really no other yeah, way keep, to put it because it, I worked with a lot of good guys for years that never got paid yeah, well either. Yeah. And that necessarily wasn't their fault. But I would say, I'm only bringing that up, but I would say most of the time you're 100% on. Like, don't be lazy and late to work all the time and then bitch about wanting more money. Well, yeah. Well, and and to go back to that point too, is if you have bad management, I mean, what's the best way for management to go away? To be proven (laughs) that you're shit. I know a guy. No, no, seriously. (laughs) Yeah, right. But but seriously. Tony Montana. (laughs) If you're doing your job, you're not being lazy. You're doing all these things that we're saying to do. Go get the job done. If you don't know yep. how, go do it. Go learn. Fit, like, be honest with the pilot. Be yep. honest with the crew. Whatever. Like, do those things, and you'll make that manager, in quotations, yep. look like an ass. Yep. And and eventually, if, if it's a company that wants to survive, and if it's a company that wants to be profitable, and it's a company that wants more business, because that's how a business is successful, is by serving more people. Mm-hmm. And if you have some idiot manager or a supervisor who isn't like who isn't subscribed to that as far as the company, eventually he will be replaced. Yeah. It'll okay. it'll period. What goes around comes around, yeah. definitely. Yeah. And, and and you're not gonna start at the top of the pay scale. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna start yeah, with the best schedule. As a rap guy. In 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 the aviation industry, I mean it's it's twenty four hours a day, seven days a week, three hundred sixty five mm-hmm. days a year. Mm-hmm. All weather and it's conditions. All weather conditions and it's all seniority based. Yeah, which is unfortunate because I, I don't I think the seniority based system is ridiculous. It needs to be based on merit. I tell you what, when we own Rumfalo Brothers Aviation FBO one day, it's all gonna be based on merit. I don't oh, give a shit if I'm the there. oldest, so that no. doesn't damn it. <laughs> yeah, that don't mean shit. No, no I, I and I think also the best way that I learned, and once again I say I learned because I along the way was never perfect. And I was 18 when I started working the ramp. So obviously I had a lot of shit to learn and be mature about, but the best way as I got older to combat a poor crew that didn't work well, bad people that they hired, maybe even poor management. The best way I would combat that is I would, like Aaron said, talk to pilots, get to know people. I would just lose right. myself in my work. Like, yeah, if I didn't want to be in the line shack where everyone just bitched and moaned about everything all day long, I'd get on a tug and go park on the end of the ramp and just watch airplanes oh, totally. land. Been and, there, done that. Yeah, I oh, mean, yeah. you know, it just became a thing <clears> where... You know, I just, to get away from all the negativity and the poor management, 
I just lose myself in yeah. my work. And yeah, I, I, I wasn't always the hardest worker, but I tried. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, but but the thing is, is is we've all learned, right? You know, if you if you don't learn from something or learn from your mistakes or you know or you're too afraid to do anything because you're too afraid to fail, then you're not going to accomplish anything. You're not going to be a good worker. You're not going to be, you know, you're not going to get raises. You're not going to, you know, get on with good companies. And, and, you know, so anyway, the whole freaking common denominator in, in, in that is, is to just, you know, focus, do your job. Don't be lazy. Um, and it actually will work out in your, real life too away from yep. the ramp it, it sure will <laughs> you know so so this period. episode obviously turned out um uh basically just directed at the line guys and kind of how to keep your job and <laughs> how to improve <laughs> and a couple of little ramps yeah, and do a better do job improve yourself yeah kind of kind of get rid of the stigma that line guys have hey and, everybody and it's tony robbins <laughs> some of them do <laughs> that's right that's tony rumfall oh sorry my bad um but anyway uh no, you're right though so yeah, so right. good therapy session yeah i know well, i, I feel a little that. better I yeah we too. We did talk about that in the first episode. My vein this in my a, head is going a little this down. This is now. a little bit. Uh, so a couple of things happening in the therapy. aviation industry this week. Of course, um, um, a few weeks ago, we lost one of the Thunderbirds. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Ryan, I think you sent this clip to us. Of, uh, I did. Very touching clip, by the way. Yeah. Of returning you know, their first flight after losing that pilot. Um, uh, in that unfortunate accident, and yeah, it, was, uh, it was shared a lot, just, like on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. just it was an amazing it. video, cool. and and just seeing him take off with that missing, um, that missing slot, you know, the mm-hmm. missing man formation. Yeah, the, the three, because it was Thunderbird number four, right? Uh, oh, the okay. slot pilot. Yeah, very very touching for me. But I'm I'm thrilled that they're back in the air. They're working it, and then uh, kind of along the same time, um, Hill Air Force Base. Uh, which is which is here in Utah, yeah, in yeah. Ogden, Utah, yeah. um, announced their uh, Warriors over the Wasatch Air and Space Show, which is happening on June 23rd and 24th. So uh, um, cool. they great. haven't announced an actual lineup yet, but I do see some F-16s flying in formation <laughs> yeah. as part of the uh, part of the poster art. Yeah. Um, My money'd be on; they'll be there. I think so too. If they're back well, to and flying. isn't it cool how the art shows uh, number four missing? It does, doesn't it? In that, so oh the, thun- yeah, so the, thun- does, the Thunderbirds it? might have even said, "Hey, we're planning on continuing right? the show, but we haven't announced yet until we're ready right? to do that. But we're only going to do it with five ships instead of our right. six. And the new commemorative patch that right. they've got for the team yeah, this year, which I thought was cool. was pretty awesome. A yeah. um, couple of other things happening, of course. Uh, Southwest Airlines. Uh, had that uncontained engine failure, yep. which uh, unfortunately resulted in the death oh, of a man. passenger. When you read about that, that's just terrible. Oh, it, it's horrifying. What a way to go. Well, and it's I mean, it's it's the worst possible thing that can happen. I mean, whenever I fly, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, us, we know, we study a lot about aviation disasters and accidents mm-hmm. and 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 you name it. And every time I step onto an aircraft. You know, the very first thing I think of is, okay, where's the nearest emergency exit? Mm-hmm. Where are the engines? 
Um, you know, because it's always a concern well, if you know what's going on did of you an see, uncontained engine failure. Did you see the picture of all the people wearing the oxygen masks? Oh, my. They God. were all wearing them wrong. I know. All I of know. them. It, Everybody okay, in the let's, picture. Let's let's pay, pay attention, attention to the damn briefing. <laughs> exactly. People. The yellow cup. That is for the oxygen goes over your nose and mouth. Now, this is just for entertainment purposes. We're not giving you any advice on how to do it. But what that's, we are saying that's right. is pay attention to the briefing. Yes. Pay attention to the flight attendant. Yeah. Give them the 90 seconds it right. takes. Even read, if you're a read the card. Flyer. Read the card in oh front of you. Like, like, because that is there for your safety, obviously. Right. And it's like, if if they were really stuck at that high altitude half those people probably would have passed out because they, they weren't wearing their masks yeah right. exactly Definitely. and uh pilots did and, like an amazing job getting right. that thing down yeah. and yeah. and another lesson learned is when the captain tells you you know he turns off the fasten seatbelt sign and he says you know ding you're free to move about the cabin <laughs> um and then he says, you know, but when you're in your seats, we recommend right. you put your seatbelts on. They're not just saying that shit to say it. They're right. saying it for a reason. Right. And we don't know what exactly happened. Right. There, there that, were conflicting that, reports that this right. passenger that did die that was sucked halfway through the window. Right. Which on a 737, I mean, it's my not God, a very big window. window. It's a small window. So that lady, like, I mean, she must have been small or it must have been very, very like traumatic to see that happen oh my gosh but but there was conflicting reports if she right. had her seatbelt on or not and, but, and but you just hey so err on the side of caution yeah right? where are yeah. you damn seatbelt either way i mean we're we're very very sad and sympathetic towards it's what sad. happened we're not saying like aaron said there's conflicting reports but listen if you're flying and the pilot like tony said turns the seatbelt sign up but in you're in your seat, just keep it on. Just keep yep. your seatbelt on. There's no reason. Obviously, if you get up and go use the bathroom or whatever, that's yeah, totally you can different. Run into unexpected legs. clear air turbulence. Yeah, I, I've been flying before in the restroom and hit some turbulence, and I literally almost hit my head on the ceiling. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit! I pinched it off quick and went back to my seat. But you know, why does Ron? Why does Ryan look like a Smurf? <laughs> Yeah, all right. Um, so anyway, we just, you know, that's just one. These are things we want to share just, you and, know, and there's just to obviously, talk about. There's know? obviously going to be circumstances no matter what precautions you take. Right. There might be something that happens that's catastrophic enough right. that there's still going to be injuries or yeah. loss of life. And nowhere. And, sorry. And, no, and, and, and flying is still the safest mode oh, yeah. of transportation oh for sure yeah i would exactly. much rather fly anywhere than... and and well, there's then, nothing right. that would prevent me <laughs> yeah. from sitting in that exact seat that she probably did right um because if it's gonna happen it's gonna happen but it, chances yeah. are it's not yeah yeah, yeah so it's it not through a fan blade right and that's what yeah one of the when... fan blades had a uh, a crack in it that had developed and then it separated right. from the main uh, disc and okay. that's what caused the uncontained engine failure and the NTSB is still going through all that, but yeah. but it's obvious. I mean, you look at the pictures that are posted everywhere, oh my gosh. and you can see that the one of the blades is clearly missing, yeah. Yeah. and yeah. and the nacelle and everything is just just yeah. tore up. And they actually found um, parts of the nacelle and everything in a field. Oh yeah, where oh, wow. right yeah. over where the yeah the where, where it happened. failure happened. Yeah, so they, they could see that, but. Um, but they yeah, can I mean, find a fan blade, but they can't find that triple seven that went down. Oh, the I know. 
<laughs> Sorry, I don't know what made no, me think about that, but it's like that, they found that fan blade, but they didn't find a whole it's, aircraft. It's pretty crazy. I know that. I mean, they're finding parts of that. I still right. think. I, I still think. Ocean, I still so. think J.J. Abrams has something to do with that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Right. No doubt. Um, so, but but any and one thing I want to mention too is is this this pilot, this female pilot oh, that that outstanding. Yeah, I mean, you listen to the cockpit voice recorder and you know the the transmissions between air traffic control and you know calm and everything and you know she's a former uh f-18 pilot mm-hmm. you know oh, really? and cool. um um the crazy thing is it's like i was reading a little bit of her background um and uh you know she, she flew uh, f-18s mm-hmm. navy um but the stupid regulations in the navy a lot of female um they they can't like fight in combat or something right so so yeah it's so dumb so so anyway so shelby that so she she (laughs) flew yeah i know so (laughs) she flew like you know training and and you know and 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 a lot of other Mm -hmm. types of roles flying f-18s but um and uh, i don't think that she was ever allowed to fly in combat for i mean but for god's sakes i mean aren't we over right. that already well you like would think, how stupid like, I'm, I'm shocked to hear that like <laughs> and the reason i said that about shelby she's my stepdaughter she's she's like if anyone says a woman can't do it man she's all over it so i i'm yeah. shocked i didn't know how I don't know how I didn't know that, but I women know. can't fight in combat. Well, and what's the you purpose know, of having them? When, when she was in the Navy, I don't, like, it may be different now. Oh, I never, okay. I, I, right. I haven't, I didn't, like, compare between then and now. Oh, okay. But when I was reading about her career, that, that was one of the things that stood out. It's like, you know, well, that makes no sense to me. <laughs> Especially, you know, they should let women fight in combat. Especially, like, once a month. I, no, I'm sorry. That that was. Oh my God. I am. I'm totally kidding. I'm just trying to be funny. Okay, that was. I was married a couple of times, so I am Tony. a little right. That, that was Tony. So I'm not jumping on board that bandwagon. <laughs> or like after a really bad breakup, you know. I'll just, yeah, we, I know. I'll just say, hell hath no fury. Hell hath no fury. Like a no, scorned. I, I I'm just saying that to be to be funny and silly, but uh, there's absolutely no reason why yeah, that's men or women, bottom line, regardless of gender, race, color, I don't yeah. religion, I, I don't give a shit I, what you are. You should be able to participate equally yeah, because nobody's think, inferior. I think I'd be probably more scared of a pissed off female pilot in an F-18 than a oh, dude. dude you just validated sure. my point. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Holy shit, it's Viper. That's what I'd be saying if I heard a woman's voice. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, I want to get back to the Southwest Airlines uh, um, incident. Just I want to brush on one more thing. So um, as, when, when they're... Uh, when the dispatchers are preparing mm-hmm. uh, the flight release, mm-hmm. um, they go off numbers that are called uh, drift down numbers, and that's a certain weight that the aircraft can take off and fly from one yeah. point to another, um, and assuming that the aircraft loses an engine, mm-hmm. and so that it has to operate, and there's this thing called drift down. So if you've only got one engine operating, the aircraft is naturally going to drift down. Mm-hmm. That'd be a good um, name for a band, by the way. Right? Drift down. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> and so they calculate drift down a couple of different ways. There's, there's method one and method two. I don't need to get into all of that stuff. 
But um, my guess is since they were flying from, uh, uh, what was it? Uh, was it somewhere New, to New Dallas? York? I think it was they were going LaGuardia to Dallas. LaGuardia or, or Newark? I, anyway, they somewhere, were over yeah. Philadelphia when it happened. Right, and but they were flying to Dallas. Dallas. That's yeah. right. So That's there's right. really not many mountains between there. Right. So they were probably using method one, which is just a simple calculation saying if you lose an engine between your point of your takeoff point to the point of landing, yeah. you've got to be at this certain weight. So the, the point that I'm trying to make is um, as terrifying as this might sound to somebody, all of the numbers that, that we as dispatchers plan and the software and everything else mm -hmm. is based on the aircraft losing an engine. So yeah. there are all these different safety precautions yeah. that go in. And I'm not taking away from the pilot's calm, cool, and collected landing. Well, because, she, she just used her right. training, and, and she, she knows this. So she knows so that she's okay on exactly. this one engine. Exactly. And that's why she's not freaking out. And, and, and able blah, to blah. safely land. Yeah. And so... Theoretically, if it wasn't a catastrophic engine failure that didn't compromise the cabin, yeah. they could have gone all the way. Now, they wouldn't. Yeah, they would. But, because but of the theoretically, and, they yeah. could have gone all the way. Um, but, you know, in a situation but, like but, that, but you're going to find the nearest the suitable nearest, airport. Yeah, right, so, right. But anyway, so, and, so way to go, Southwest Airlines. Um, right. I, I think, and, and your pilot, the training of your flight attendants, everybody on board. Um, it, it could have been a much worse situation than it ended up being. But really what it boils down to is even though the failure of the engine, that's a very safe aircraft. I mean, it obviously was still able to descend and land on one engine. Yeah. The, the pilots and their training, the, the well, and, and entire just think, flight crew. And, and, and if you, you think about it too, like like this, this pilot didn't know. I, I mean, maybe she did at this point when she was so calm and collected, but... How did she know that it didn't knock out the hydraulics? How right. did she know that it didn't totally screw up the aerodynamics on that left wing? Well, you're not going to know that initially because right. all you're trying to yeah. do is... is uh, your, your instrumentation is, will only... It's only so right. fast. Mute all the chimes and, yeah. the, and the alerts and everything <laughs> yeah, Can else, you imagine so. what that noise in the cockpit probably was? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, so, so, yeah and, and I just looked up her name. It's uh, Captain uh, Tammy Jill Schultz. So, congrats to her. I mean, way to go, awesome. Captain. I wonder what her call sign was. You know, it's you know, it's funny. I wonder if if one of the things she was thinking of is is that United Airlines DC ten over Sioux City, Iowa, mm -hmm. because uh, that's that what happened its, with them. It's right, it, yeah. the number two engine had a catastrophic uncontained engine right. failure, but it knocked out all their hydraulics. Well, yeah. and that exposed a huge design flaw in the DC ten. Yeah, it in did. Their it did. System. It knocked out yeah. all three of the hydraulics. Right. If I remember right, it was it was three different uh redundant systems yeah that's a very interesting story we'll have to talk about that one yeah. day cause yeah i that watched crazy. a special on that on the yeah. history channel and it's oh I, the, the crew had to fly the aircraft with with their throttles yeah well i think they brought a guy up flight control the pilot was either jump seating or he yeah, was a he passenger was he came in and helped control right. the yeah. throttles yeah but yeah, we'll have to get into that yeah. another time. They, they want to turn left, they would throttle up the number three engine. Yep. They wanted to turn every, right, they would throttle yep. up the number one. I the mean, fact crazy. that they even made it to the runway yeah. was like 
under incredible yeah, and, odds. And, and, and the way, well, oh. and the fact that they're, I mean, now, now any loss of life is, is horrific and it's sad and terrible, but the fact mm. that there was such a minimal loss of life yeah, this, and that there were people total, that actually yeah. walked away from that is just insane. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Go- Google that or YouTube that, the yeah. uh, United DC 10, I don't have the flight number in front Still of me, but anyway, Sioux City, Iowa, yeah. I mean, the, the aircraft literally did a cartwheel on the mm-hmm, runway yeah. and when you see it you're like no no way anybody survived yeah no yeah. way but over half the people survived yeah. so we are anyway. uh tony ryan and aaron rumfalla we are ramp check global and uh ryan where can they find you on social media uh well first of all the company let's just let's just redo that um rampcheckglobal.com or the instagram is at at rampcheckglobal not My- ant not at, <laughs> at ramp at, check global whatever they call that symbol um ramp check global uh mine is rum follow me that at rum follow me that's my instagram um and uh about you aaron you're up yep so um i'm aaron rum follow again i'm the actual middle brother um out of the three here and uh so my personal instagram is at aaron rum follow that's are you M as in Mike, F as in Fox, or Foxtrot, A-L-L-O. Um, and then, again... You, no at, W on the end. <laughs> that's right, no, no W. w. No W. Um, and then, um, again, I always like to mention the, the, the Instagram for RampCheck, at RampCheckGlobal. Um, mm-hmm. We're always posting pictures. We're going to post more. Um, as a matter of fact, we just recently uh, posted a picture of Tony marshalling in one of those majestic air DC3s back in '89. Yeah. So that really that was, that was a while ago. Cool. Um, and uh, you can find me at T Rumfollow, uh, T Tango, R Romeo, U Uniform, and Mike F Fox, A Alpha, Lima Lima Oscar. Um, <laughs> And uh, also, you know, if you take some pictures or have some cool stories or you start a discussion thread on Twitter or something, uh, throw in a hashtag ramp check. Yeah. Uh, and uh, that way we can see it. Yeah. Our, um, our, our, and we can respond to all it. All of our social media. I mean, we have social media um, handle pretty much. It's the same. It's ramp check global. So on Twitter, we're at ramp check global. Instagram, at ramp check global. Facebook, it's slash ramp check global. Um, Snapchat, like all those, we're mostly active on Instagram. Obviously, that's our most favorite. But just don't accidentally send us a Snapchat of your. Uh, no. Mind. <laughs> <laughs> just be careful when using Snapchat. <laughs> no tummy sticks. Bro. That app scares the shit no out pens. of me. <laughs> yeah, no pens. Jeez. So, um, so yeah, follow us, um, um, and wherever you're listening to this podcast, um, you know, give us some high marks. You know, rate us, share it. Um, and like Tony said last time on our first one, if if your feedback is to stop doing the podcast, <laughs> still give us a little bit of time. Just I mean, a little we'll get bit there. more time. We're yeah, still a little green there. at this. Yeah. yeah but, so and, and and like what Tony was saying too, uh, use the hashtag hashtag ramp check or hashtag uh, ramp check global um, hashtag besob. Yeah. That's a good yes. one too. Um, B-E-S-O-B. Yeah, I mean, just that... don't send any pictures of anyone eating a banana, please. <laughs> we don't need to see that. Just the hashtag is fine. Um, but, exactly. But, uh, yeah, in the meantime, till next time, I just want to remind everyone, be safe. Um, 
Both the pilots, the mechanics, anyone involved in the operation in aviation. Work together. Be we're safe. All, work we're together. We're all on the same side here, guys. And uh, as far as any incidents that go, you know, we want to offer our condolences. And uh, hopefully everyone can stay safe. And uh, mm -hmm. I'll do my sign-off by saying good day. <laughs>